You are listening to My Best Life Now with Julieta Piox, episode number 36. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of My Best Life Now podcast, a place where you can learn simple tips on living the life that you were created for. If you want to find clarity, build your self-confidence, and learn to tap into your personal power so you can live the life you want, this is the place for you. I am your host, Julieta Piox. Let's dig in. So here is a quick scenario for you to consider. Sarah, a young professional, comes home from work. She has dinner, watches a little TV, then sits back and spends a few minutes reflecting on her day. Her self-talk runs along the following lines. Maybe you might identify with this too. What a crappy day. Everything that could possibly go wrong did. Not my fault though. My coworkers are just dumb. Not to mention my monster boss. Oh, how I hate my job. I need to look for a new one. Life just sucks. I can't believe it. Sound familiar? As she's thinking about her job and how much life sucks, her friends call and ask, Are you busy? Sarah replies, Not really. I'm just sitting here reflecting on my day and thinking about my life and how much it really sucks. If this is what you think of self-reflection really is, no wonder why so many people think their life sucks. This scenario is just wrong. This is not what self-reflection is all about. Self-reflection is something different and it's good for your life. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. So let's begin by talking about what is self-reflection. If it's not what I just mentioned, then what is it? Self-reflection is something I recommend to my clients as a must-do in my mastermind and my coaching one-on-one. It is the process of looking into yourself to better understand your thoughts. Hmm. Your behaviors, your strengths, your weaknesses. It's not by any means a negative exercise, but a very honest exploration of yourself. That's a concept, right? This exploration of yourself gives you clarity about some negative issues you need to address so that you can have and live a more productive, rich, and happy life. Making time for self-reflection is essential. Self-reflection prepares you mentally, gets your brain into focus mode about your thoughts, and about what you need to work on for the future. If you've done meditation before, you know it's best when done in a quiet place where you can relax and focus. Self-reflection should also be done in a quiet place where you don't have any distractions. Self-reflection can be as short or as long as you need to, so in order for you to flush out your ideas and dig deep into what is going on in the present moment that may be an obstacle for you in the future. You know, when I self-reflect, I make sure I have a notebook because I love to write notes and I love to write those aha moments so that I don't forget them. And I also like to write down my thoughts on whatever I find through my self-reflection. But you can do it by just taking some time to reflect and think. You don't necessarily have to do the writing or anything like that. I know that you're listening to this episode because you are somewhat interested about self-reflection or you are curious about what self-reflection is. But since we are on that subject, let me just tell you why self-reflection is important. Some of the powerful benefits of taking time to just be with yourself and do some inner work 
includes the creation and greater self-awareness and a better understanding of why you are where you are in your life right at this moment. But more importantly, it helps you identify what you need to be doing to get where you want to be. It also allows you to set clear goals. It helps you identify your priorities and the obstacles that can cause you to lose focus. And aren't we all very, very prone to lose our focus on whatever it is that we're doing? In this day and age, there are 150 million distractions and isn't self-reflection one way that we can avoid all of that? One of the other reasons why I think that self-reflection is so important for our life is also that it allows you to find your weaknesses and at the same time, you can make a plan on how you will work on them or maybe even create an environment that can help you make up for those weaknesses. Many of the clients that I work with use this tool, self-reflection, so that they can know where they're beginning and where they're starting in their life, what is going on, so they can get clarity on what is the next step. I would love to encourage you to also adapt a practice of self-reflection. And for that, I'm going to give you seven powerful steps that you can use to start and to help you create a consistent habit. Here's step number one. Find what works for you. I shared with you what I do for my self-reflection practice earlier in the episode, but that doesn't mean that you have to do the same thing or for the same amount of time or do the same instead of writing. Maybe you want to just think. You need to figure out what it is that works for you. And once you decide, you can also decide when you're going to do it, where, and how often you want to self-reflect. There really are no rules, but rather what works for you best in your specific situation. The important thing here is to get started. Whatever you decide, though, make sure to schedule that time in your calendar and stick by it. Give yourself plenty of time to reflect without feeling pressured. Find a place where you feel comfortable and where there are no distractions or maybe a place that even inspires you. Your reflection time should be enjoyable and relaxing and something that you look forward to doing. That is the key for you to stick by it. I want to give you one word of caution about these questions, and that is that you should not be asking yourself negative questions like, why do I always have the worst luck? Why was my coworker being so short with me today? Or maybe, how come I'm not making as much money as Mary? And this one's a classic, why am I so fat? These types of questions are judgmental and will not help you address any issues. Instead, here are some questions we can ask that will get us to where we want to be. Are my goals realistic and achievable? Was there a misunderstanding today? Should I speak to my coworker and ask why she seemed offended? Do I communicate well with my coworkers? What skills can I develop so I can earn more money? What steps can I take to lose the extra weight? Your brain loves to be challenged and stimulated, so asking questions is a very effective technique to find the real answers. Let's move on to step number three for self-reflection. Reflect on your worries and fears. Our worries, fears, and anxieties are something we cannot avoid. They are all part of our life. So the key here is learning to control them and not to let them take over our life. 
When you're confronting your fears and worries, it enables you to put them into perspective and pinpoint the root cause and how serious it is. I would suggest that you start your reflection with this question. What are my worries, my anxieties, or my fears right now? Answer the question briefly and honestly. For example, I am worried about not being able to pay my bank loan this month. Or I'm worried about my granddaughter's bad grades in school. Reflect on what your worry is and rate it on a scale of 1 to 5 depending on how pressing it is. Then reflect why you gave it that number on that scale and be as honest and as realistic with yourself as possible. In the case of your granddaughter's bad grades, what might worry you is that she's going to flunk the year or something is going on with her emotionally. Don't let your imagination run wild and imagine all kinds of bad scenarios. Like we, most of us, at least the clients that I work with, all my clients, they just let their imagination run wild and none of that is real. Once you've identified what your worry is and and the real reason why you're worried, now reflect on the possible solutions that will ease your worry. Take note that finding solutions is a lot easier when you don't send your brain into thinking all kinds of different horror scenarios. Once you've identified possible solutions, choose the best one and begin acting on it. When you do this, I promise you, your worry and fear will decrease and will give you the peace of mind that you need because you're taking action toward it. I don't know about you, but I, I already do self-reflection and this is helping me a whole lot because now I can add a little bit more structure to my self-reflection time. All right, are you ready for another self-reflection step? Let's go to step number four, assess your relationships. This is so important. I'm sure that you know that healthy relationships are vital to our emotional and our mental well-being. Why, you ask? Or maybe you've been wondering? (laughs) They help us with our self-confidence and self-worth and give us purpose and passion to achieve our goals and to enjoy our life. If you have strong relationships in your life right now, you are very aware that those relationships give us encouragement, they support us, they love us, But the best part also about that is that it helps us find the willpower to keep going. This is why it is important and very beneficial to reflect on your personal and professional relationships. A word of caution here, though. There is one type of relationship that doesn't require reflection. You may be thinking about which one I will talk about. This is a relationship that is abusive, destructive, or overly dependent. Get out of it immediately. Just end the relationship before it causes you more emotional damage. The book, The Power of People, Four Kinds of People Who Can Change Your Life by Dr. Verna Price, talks about the four kinds of people we can have in our life. The multipliers, the adders, the dividers, and the subtractors. Run far away from your dividers and subtractors as if they were the plague. If you want to read more about the four kinds of people, I highly recommend that you read this book. Okay, so back to assessing your relationships. The best way to assess your relationship is, again, by asking questions. Here are some examples of questions you can ask. Who are the most important people in my life right now? How would my partner or family describe our relationship? What three things can I do more of to improve my relationships? Do I find it difficult to express my emotions with certain people in my life? Who are they and why? 
Do my coworkers like being around me? Am I a good listener? You can also come up with your own questions, but remember that these are just examples, but a good, good place to start. Remember to reflect on yourself first, then move on to the other people in your life. One final step here is to take responsibility for what you find and take action, whatever that may be. Step number five, reflect on your health. Wherever you stand on the health scale, reflecting on your physical and mental well-being from time to time is very useful and can keep you sharp and always on point. Here's how you reflect on your health. First, list the things that you do that are beneficial to your health. Maybe an example is getting regular medical checkups or getting enough sleep. Next, list the things that you do that are harmful to your health. I know a lot of us have plenty of those on our list that we can write down. So don't feel bad if you do. Some of the things that you may list that are harmful to your health include smoking, going on fat diets, or poor nutrition. Now that you have both lists, go over the good and the bad lists. Make it a point to add more health-promoting things that you could be doing so that you can continue adding to that good list. Then look at your bad list and decide to break two unhealthy habits and think about how you will do that. Make sure though to take a look at your mental health too. This can be things related to clarity, your focus, and your memory. Reflect on things like, do I suffer from mood swings? What about depression or brain fog? Notice that most of these issues are an indication that you need to eat healthier and sleep better or also the lack of exercise. Take some time to reflect on this and since you already know how to reflect on your health, you might already be working toward a better mental health by changing your habits. Do what works for you. Ask questions, create lists, or make resolutions, set goals, but whatever you do, remember you owe it to yourself to take good care of you. Because if you are anything like me, we tend to neglect our health because we are always so busy and think that this is a waste of time. Step number six, make it a ritual. Self-reflection should not become a dreaded task or a boring routine. It should be something you look forward to, like going to the spa or to the beach or something you love to do. To make self-reflection an enjoyable ritual or habit, start by finding a comfortable, quiet space where you won't have interruptions and to get comfortable in whatever you want, a chair, some cushions, a couch. The main point here is to create an environment where you feel good, energetic, and at peace. If you prefer to do your self-reflection outdoors, bring a snack and your favorite drink. You get the idea. Make self-reflection your own and maybe try altering the places where you choose to do it so you can keep your enthusiasm about it all the time. All right, let's look at the final step you can use for self-reflection. Step number seven, visualize the future. I think this is my favorite step because I get to really see myself into the future and then change it, rearrange it, do different things that I want to do and not really be worried about how it's going to happen. I just need to make sure that I see myself there and that I begin working toward what that is. Now, in visualizing the future, the keyword here is visualization. Do you know that consistent visualization keeps your brain generating ideas and behaviors that help you achieve your goals? 
I learned a while back that visualizing the future is very different from worrying about it or planning for it. Visualizing your future creates a goal and dream that is tangible and reachable. When you visualize your future, you have control over setting yourself exactly where you want to be in life. And who doesn't want to be in control of their life? When you visualize your future, you create positive emotions that tell your brain what makes you happy. This then works over time to guide everything you do toward the future you want. How do you visualize? I'm glad you asked. Just close your eyes and imagine you have a successful career or that you're running a successful business or whatever your life goal is. When you do this, take time to experience the place, the feeling that you are having, the colors you see, the smells, what you see and what you hear around you. Doing a visualization exercise is a great way to finish your self-reflection and see the results of what you've accomplished only by making the changes or updates you discovered in your self-reflection. The more you practice visualization, the better. Think about finding photos, words, or symbols that reflect your future and put them on a vision board. If you've never done a vision board before, send me an email at info at julietapiox.com and I'll send you some information on how to get one done. It's a lot of fun and it's very easy. It has been proven that a vision board is another effective way of training your brain to see and to be attracted to the things that you really want. If you are familiar with the law of attraction, you know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, I want to end with this. Self-reflection is a vital habit to adapt if you want to better your life. If you take time to self-reflect on a regular basis, it can turn your life around and shift your mindset about the way that you see yourself and others. Everything you need to be your best is already within you, just waiting to be explored and discovered. With these seven powerful steps, you can make self-reflection a lifelong habit that will guide your life and actions from one success to the next. Don't wait another minute and get started today. Self-reflection is a must in each of our lives. Hello, powerful women. I have created a new freebie offer for my podcast listeners. I created a life coaching workbook that will help you take control of your life and take it to the next level. I've seen too many of my clients falling into the disorganized, stressed out trap all the time and make life more complicated than it is. That is why I created this life coaching workbook and I want you to have it for free. In this workbook, you will find a daily success habits template to help you build a simple personal framework for your new habits. It also gives you an action plan to get you working toward your goals. And it has a weekly success planner to keep you organized and on track of your goals. All of this for free, I know. It's crazy how much you can accomplish for your life in this workbook, and it's all for free. To download it, go to julietapiox.com forward slash life coach gift. Again, that is julietapiox.com forward slash life coach gift. Get your copy today. Thank you for listening to my Best Life Now podcast. I invite you to learn more by visiting me at julietapiox.com. Until next time, go ahead and live your best life.